0: The second that Dallas scored, I was like, you know what, it was good. It's a good game. Can't be too mad. I was doing the I was coping, basically. I was coping with the thought of like, all right, this is a really deflating loss. How the hell do you come back from this? But the fact that Struce hit it, um, and by the way, Struce himself said he knew he was gonna make the game winning shot. Okay. No, you didn't. No. I no. Just no. I just no no, I don't buy it. All right. I love I love the I love any time you can. Maybe sell a fight after the fact because it sounds cool. Of like, of course I knew it was going to go in. I'm, not a chance. Here's Max. You
1: know was good from the time you let it go? I did. Did you? Yeah, it felt good. The last five of them felt pretty good.
0: <laughs> so in fairness, good shots do feel different leaving your hand. There, I buy the confidence of, oh, I'm pretty sure, but I buy the confidence when it's a 24-foot shot. I buy the confidence when it's a 20-foot shot. Very few times have I ever uncorked, and I'm, I, now I'm talking about my athletic pursuits and comparing it to Max Strus. a little different there. But uh, yes, I I think that's that's a good way to pump fans up. And here's the thing, I am happy for Max Strus because Max has been a nice player for them. He has been probably better all around as a player, but like he's a role player. You, you watch him play, he's not a guy that should be one of your, I don't even want to say five best. He's not going to be one of your four best players. So he is a role player, and it's a little different than than JR, but I kind of think of it like JR. Like JR once every two weeks needed to have a game where JR did something swishy, sw- some some JR moment, where you're like, that's why you have that guy there. And so I think Max Struce needs to continue to play with that kind of confidence, whether I believe him or not. But I also think, you know, we talked about is this a good loss or not? Or is this a good win? Sorry. Is it a quality win? I mean, I I understand the idea of, well, you got to execute down the stretch better. Agreed wholeheartedly. And there is the Darius component of this, which we have to get to, which I think is becoming an even bigger conversation. But games like last night, winning those games are how you go from a 50-win team to a 55-win team. They're how you go from... Uh, a fourth seed to a to a two seed. If you can consistently churn those out, it could all be for naught tonight. If they lose to Chicago, I don't care. It's the second half of back to back. You need to beat Chicago. You're the better team. You need this win more than they do because all of a sudden, the teams behind you are starting to play better basketball, or they're chomping at the bit to kind of overtake you because you had your three and three. I'm sorry, your two and three stretch up until last night, but. If you string together, you get Chicago and Detroit, and maybe you take that game on Sunday from New York and you turn this into a five game winning streak, it's the kind of thing that even if it doesn't look perfect, even if you're still struggling to get the right shots off through most of the game, even if you're still struggling, all right, one, you know, this five we're gonna play super fast. This five minute stretch, we're gonna fall behind, we're not gonna be moving the ball, and it's gonna it's gonna be uncomfortable and you're gonna give up you're gonna go from being up five to being down five. Those things are going to happen until you really get rolling again. But just keep winning. That's where the, and unlike Dory in um and finding Nemo are, are very similar to Dory. Instead of just keep swimming with the Cavs, it's just keep winning. Just keep doing that because it buys you patience from fans. It buys you patience internally when a guy like Darius continues to struggle the way that he has. 216-474-0092. You consider last night a quality win. Let's go with Neil. Neil, welcome to the show, buddy.
1: Hey, how are you today? Very
0: I'm I'm much better after that Cavs game. I, I here's a funny thing. I enjoyed watching the Cavs game, but oh man, was I tense at the end of it. And when Max Struce hit that, uh, it was a it was a it changed my emotional equilibrium last night. How about you?
1: Well, I was cleaning up coffee off my carpeting. I I filled my coffee. I jumped up when he hit, went through the rim. I mean, I was like, "Holy cow!"
0: Are, are we? By the way, are, are we drinking decaf that late, or are you are you just pumping the the caffeine that late?
1: I just pump the caffeine that late. I don't have a problem with it. I can go right to sleep.
0: I think that's almost as impressive right as, as the sixty the foot game
1: winner. Would, I I, I agree with you that he there's no way he could cut, knew that shot was going through. I mean, you have two seconds to get that ball in and up the court and to shoot. There's no way you, you, know, you knew it was going through. But, I mean, it probably felt really good coming off his hands. But I agree with you that I don't believe he knew it was going in.
0: Neil, real quick, buddy, you think that's a turning point for the Cavaliers?
1: We were talking about this at work today, a guy and I, and I, I said that. I go, I think this could be the shot that, you know, in this game that showed us that, uh, you know, it could be the turning point because we're kind of in a little bit of a mini slump. We're losing games that we shouldn't be losing. And, you know, we're a better team than everybody like Philadelphia. We're we're better than them right now. But I think this game is, I'm, we'll see tonight. I guess tonight will be the tell if they come out and, like, blow out Chicago or beat them by 15. But I think this was something to build, you know, momentum builder, I guess is what I want to say.
0: Neil, appreciate okay. you, buddy. Good luck cleaning that stand out of the carpet, okay? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. Neil joining us there. Um, so here's the thing. I I, I want to add on, because I've said I think last night, that that kind of win could be the turning point. I also think it has to be. I think, I think you're to the point of the season where this next little stretch of basket, I'm not just talking about to the end of the season. But getting back to being the team that you were when you played 18 out of 20, or won 18 out of 20 games, even if we're not talking about winning 900 basketball for the rest of the season, I think turning last night into the turning point, I think it has to be if you want to be the two-seed. Milwaukee's won three straight. The the Knicks have lost one, but they're only three, no, four games back off the Cavaliers in the second spot here. And if you want to be the two-seed, I think this has to be the game that kind of pops you back into that. And then slowly but surely, if you guys remember, like thinking back to when Darius and Evan went out, it wasn't like a, a flip-switching moment, all right? It was kind of a slow build over several games of putting it together. Now, one thing I think that, and I'll, I'll get more into this with Danny Cunningham later in the show, one thing they're going to have to do is is really consider whether right now whether they're going to play Darius Leighton games. I'm talking in the final few few minutes of games. It doesn't mean that you bench him. I I I, I loathe some of this. You know, it doesn't mean you have to take him out of the starting lineup. But I think when it comes to him being in the final four, he's not. He it, he can't do it. I don't know if it's a mental block as much as it's maybe you know he looks a little uh, leery physically. He's still coming back off that injury. Um, he's not playing as strong as he normally does. I. I don't see I don't think you're helping Darius by having him as one of the final players on the court in the final 3 minutes of the game. I just don't. And I think you saw it with the inbound pass, I think you saw it with a few of the other possessions like he's not where he needs to be and I worry if you continue to put him in these situations and he fails, I think the confidence is going to become a bigger issue than um then maybe even just dude got smacked in the face a bunch and is really kind of over being smacked in the face. And in fairness, I, like I don't think I've ever seen a player get smacked in the face more than this. That wasn't smacking people in the face first. Like it is, it is as if Darius has some magnet on his face that attracts other people's hands and elbows. It's the damnedest thing. Last year, he got poked in the eye like three or four times. There was the getting, like literally, just punched in the eye, slapped in the face. Like I just, it's the damnedest thing. It's, it's like in baseball, like, no, actually, no, it's not like baseball. Because I was going to say it's like when a guy is like the guy that leads uh, baseball and being hit by pitches. No, that guy always is standing over the plate. Darius is just out there ha- living his best life, and the five fingers just smack him right in the face. As I, we, like, we need, like, an astrologist on this. We need to, like, figure out does his face needs need, need uh, exercise of a demon? Like, we got to figure out what's going on here because – Um, I, I kind of off the point of what I was going to make, but the point is, I just have never seen it. I'm mystified. I am completely stupefied by how often that dude, and it's not just getting smacked in the face, it leading to significant injuries. Like we're not talking about ACLs here. We're not talking about Achilles. It's like, ah, Darius has broke his jaw. Ah, Darius has like a, uh, you know, some sort of a nasal fracture. What the hell? John. Welcome to the show, buddy. What you got for us? Yeah, two things, sir. One on Darius,
1: but the first thing about the game, I think we got two too fixated on that last shot. Uh, and that doesn't define the game. The game was when they fought back from 10 points down and, and they made a game out of it, and they all could have taken shots. But they moved the ball until they got it to Struc's hands. because they turned down several shots to get it to him. That's number one. That shows maturity. Number two, Darius is a turnover machine. I, 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 it's something about he turns the ball over, and that little drive he has to the right and flip up the alley oop. Every team in the world knows what, when he goes that way, look for the pass, try to hit one of the center or the foul forward. That's why he turns over quite a bit. Check his turnovers; he got to cut down turnovers. Whatever else he does, he has to cut those down. That's it.
0: John, look at that! I like the little mic drop there at the end. Two one six four seven four double zero nine two. I just I've tried that with Vanessa. All right. Yeah, I'm not really happy with it right now. I don't like the way you're just talking. To me. That's it. It uh, doesn't work. Don't do that. Um, the turnovers are up. I mean, he's always been a guy that has had turnovers. I not all turnovers are equal though. And when the turnovers happen, specifically late in the game, like Darius slowly but surely is going to have a knock on him about playing winning basketball. And so. If, it, if you get a little sloppy in the middle of the game it, we and we can explain those turnovers away, it's fine. Uh, he's also a point guard. Guys, you have the ball in your hands more, you dribble a lot, you're going to turn the ball over more. But it's when he goes dribble heavy late in the game, it is when, I don't want to say careless, but when just devastating turnovers have been happening, that concerns me more. Turnovers in the final three minutes to five minutes of the game. That comes back to the idea of Darius isn't right right now. And the only thing that I will defend, because John is right in totality, Darius' turnovers have been an issue um, throughout his career. I think some of that, again, is who he is, the style of basketball that he plays. But man, I got to say, it's not helping the Cavs win basketball games. I don't think it's helping Darius. And we've already talked about you know let's stagger those those guards a little bit to to just give Darius run with shooters where he doesn't have to worry about do i have to hand the ball off to Donovan and i actually part of the game i can't remember what part it was i no i think it was in the second quarter early in the second quarter uh Darius was off the court Donovan was kind of running point so i just need to see more of that and but more of that for Darius that's something that we've kind of harped on on this show and then I just think you have to ask yourself, is there a different shooter? Is Maybe is it better to have somebody who is as good of a shooter as Darius late in games around Donovan who maybe isn't having confidence, strength, whatever the issues in totality are with Darius. I think that's a and, – and listen, it doesn't mean at the end of the season he won't be back on the the, the court. But I, I you're in a absolute race for the two-seed. You've got a team that has lost a lot of their mojo over the last three games just in terms of how they've played the offensively, the three-pointers, all that. That does bleed over to the defensive side of the ball for this team. We're not at, oh, benched areas. No. But late in games, maybe he's not in there on games where he's clearly starting to struggle maybe we start to do more heavy splits between Darius and Donovan so you can give him opportunity early in the game to get that feel going at some point, listen, JB can't be bad with out of uh out of timeout uh, plays uh, or inbound plays. he can't be bad at timeout usage and have a player like Darius who's holding them back on the court in those moments. he can. all right this is if if JB is going to be JB if he's not going to get better in those moments, you got to make sure everybody is confident in playing the right way and playing winning basketball late. Darius right now is not. Love the kid. I think people are making too much out of this and putting too much on it and starting to have like a, a long-term, well, this is who he is. I think it's just a ba- I think he's just in a rough spell. I think this is just a rough spell for him. But you don't have to perpetuate it with some of the decisions that Cavs have been making. And again, it was a great win last night.